0: Ready for tomorrow's news today? You're listening to Speak Life with Marty Layton. Welcome to Speak Life. Glad you're here with us tonight. We are here to bring hope uh, to you in these challenging times, and hopefully equip you for the future that is to come. My name is Marty Layton. I'm a prophet. Uh, ordained with Christian International Ministries under Dr. Bill Hammond, Bishop Bill Hammond, we affectionately call him, and I've been ordained with them now for more than 30 years. And uh, we are grateful to be here, grateful to the Lord uh, that you've tuned in tonight, and we're going to have a time of teaching and a time of inspiration, I pray. Uh, But first I want to remind you that we have been prophesying about the coming shakings, And here we are in the midst of them. we prophesied about how God is shaking everything that can be shaken. Uh, The nations are shaking. Listen, the financial markets are shaking right now. Many things are shaking. That's why David wrote, you know, some trust in horses and some trust in chariots. In other words, some trust in money, some trust in the strength of the money market, some trust in these... Uh, things that are natural strength, but my trust is in the Lord. And let me tell you more of tomorrow's news today. In other words, prophetic insights uh, for what is coming next. God is going to continue to shake these things. And people uh, are trusting in things that are not the kingdom of God. Uh, God's going to shake those things. But we take our refuge in the Lord who keeps us safe. Amen. He is our Lord. And apart from him, we have no good thing. Uh, The people of God are his delight. It's his good pleasure to give to his children the kingdom of God. And uh, the kingdom of God, again, is righteousness. It's peace. It's joy in the Holy Spirit. And uh, all that the kingdom has to offer, it's God's good pleasure and his delight to bless his people. Uh, and those who run after other gods will suffer from their choice uh, to turn away from the living God, Yahweh, Almighty God. And uh, the Lord will give wisdom to those who ask of him. In the book of James, he says, If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives liberally and abradeth not. And He's not going to cause you to feel uh, inadequate for asking or, or make you feel awkward for asking. The Lord will give wisdom to those who ask of Him. <clears throat> In this application of this revealed knowledge, uh, He'll give you how, uh, give you the wisdom on how to use that, how to apply it, and how to walk it out. God just doesn't give you something that uh, you don't know how to use. Uh, and so when you ask wisdom from God, you're asking for revelation knowledge, and you're asking for insight And God will not only give you that, but he'll give you the ability to apply that wisdom and that knowledge. Amen. David uh, wrote in Psalm chapter 16, and I was meditating on this most of the day today. He alone is our portion and our cup, and he keeps our lot secure. Amen. He alone is our portion and our cup, and he keeps our lot secure. And then it goes on to say, and the boundary lines have fallen for us in pleasant places. Pleasant places. Uh, Think about that for a moment. When I stop and I spend time in fellowship with the Lord and spend time in his presence, you know, I I, I think about that. He alone is our portion in our cup. Uh, He keeps our lot secure. And then it says, yes, we have a a good and a beautiful inheritance. Do you know you have a beautiful and a good inheritance in the Lord? Uh, and then it says, I will bless the Lord who counsels me. God is ready to give counsel to us when we ask. Even in the night, my heart instructs me. <clears throat> I've shared with you that for the past few weeks, God's wake uh, awakened me in the night just to share truths with me, and to share insight with me, and, and uh, instruct me. It says, even in the night my heart instructs me. I have set the Lord, Yahweh, Almighty God, always before me. <clears throat> and I keep, it, keep my eyes on Him. You know, with Him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. I have set the Lord, Almighty God, Yahweh, always before me. I will keep my eyes on him. Think about that. Keep my eyes on him. All these other things David was saying are going to try to get you to look away from what God is is revealing to you. But keep him before your eyes. Keep your eyes on him. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. So powerful. What we say right now is so powerful. My body will also rest in secure hope. My body also will rest secure and hope in him. And I am hidden secure in him. This is what David was saying. I can securely rest in hope. And know that I'm hidden and secure in him. Let your people rest secure in him, because you'll not abandon us to the realm of the dead, nor will you let your faithful ones see decay or corruption. You make known to us the pathways of abundant life, and you will fill us with joy in your presence. So good. With eternal pleasures at your right hand. I just want to challenge you right now, just lift up your hands, uh, close your eyes, and just say this with me, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. And that's what's happening to you today. He has anointed each of us, each of us who believe, even though this... This is speaking of Jesus. We are the body of Christ. Amen. We are anointed to heal the brokenhearted. We are anointed to proclaim liberty to the captives, to open the prison uh, to those who are bound, to proclaim the time of God's great favor. the day of God's vengeance. Listen, we are about to see some things like like we have never seen before. But it will be a day of God's great favor upon his people, even though it is a day of vengeance upon those uh, who reject him. Then it says to comfort those who mourn in Zion. Father, comfort those who are going through health challenges right now. Heal them, deliver them, empower them, comfort your people, I pray. Then it goes on to say, to proclaim those to those who mourn in Zion, the church, the church of Zion. This day, God gives you beauty instead of ashes. Beauty instead of ashes. The oil of joy instead of sadness. Come on, shake off that sadness and receive joy. The garment of praise. For the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness. Trees of righteousness, which the hand of God has planted, that he might be glorified. Today I pray that you would be glorified, Father. And we lift our hearts to you. We lift our families to you. We lift our loved ones to you. We lift our little ones to you. Father, you see us all. We lift our nation to you, America the beautiful. Father, godless men and women who have tried to silence you in the public square, have driven you from our schools and our institutions, they've hidden you and your laws from the court systems, and yet you've been merciful and kind to us. Father, shake everything that can be shaken So that that which cannot be shaken remains your kingdom, your word, your people, your truth. I pray that you would be glorified in our lives and in our generations and show your power. Silence every foe and steal every avenger. In the name of Jesus we pray, amen and amen, amen. Well, welcome again to Speak Life. I'm so glad you're with us today. And uh, there is a restoration and a reformation coming forth, and <clears throat> we've been talking about this transition time and this time of everything changing, and that's what transition is—a tr- change, everything moving forward. It is a time of restoration. There's so many things that that we've lost as a people, we've lost as a nation. <coughs> But there is a restoration anointing upon the church right now, and that's partially what's happening during this transition right now. Uh, There's a reformation coming forth. What is reformation? It's a reforming. Uh, You know, things get out of shape. They get out of form. And God has to reform some things. Uh, Jesus came in the first reformation. And he reformed things back to the Garden of Eden. And uh, then Martin Luther uh, came and and brought forth another reformation. Uh, And this is the third, I believe, the third and final reformation. We are the third day church. Uh, Jesus arose on the third day. I believe we're coming to the end of days, and uh, Jesus arose by the way early on the third day, and so this is a time of reformation. I believe the third reformation coming forth, and right now uh, we are in the time of, of Purim, or however that is pronounced, Purim or Purim, uh, just as it was in the days of Esther uh, when Esther. Uh, there was a a decree from an evil man named Haman uh, to silence and destroy every child of God, every Jew. Uh, But during that time of Purim, uh, it is known in the Jewish tradition as the time of reversals, the season of reversals. It is the time of turnarounds. I wonder where we've heard that before. We've heard that right here. Uh, The prophetic word has been... We're coming to that time of reversal, that time of turnaround. And so Purim was the time of reversal. It was when everything turned around. And when Haman uh, had made this decree of death for all the children of Israel, uh, it was a time to turn that around. And during that time of turnaround was also the time when Haman and all seven of his sons were were hung on the gallows that were that he and his sons built for Mordecai and Mordecai's house Mordecai was Esther's uncle uh who had raised Esther in <coughs> in he hated Mordecai Haman did and so he, he you can go back and read the story uh but he had planned so many evil things for Mordecai and for his family and every time he did that God turned it around and blessed Mordecai and so Mordecai, (coughs) uh, Haman had built these gallows with his seven sons uh, to hang Mordecai and his family on Uh, but when Esther uh, went into the king and and spoke up (coughs) uh, the gallows that were created for Mordecai, Haman, and all seven of his sons were hung upon those same very same gallows. That is a divine reversal, a turnaround. And listen, God raised up Esther, the bride of the king, for such a time as this. That's what Mordecai said to her. It could be that God raised you up for such a time as this. And she made her royal decree. She wrote it out with Mordecai releasing a fresh empowerment of the king to all the Jews, to all of God's people, reversing Haman's curse and giving the the Jewish people or God's people at that time the right to fight back and be free. I want to encourage you tonight, do not be afraid of what the bad news prophets are prophesying. Fear not. God is on the scene and he's turning everything around right now. You know, I was reading yesterday of how a federal judge has reversed the Biden administration's decrees over the borders of this nation, giving the current administration just five days to go back to the former border policies, effectively closing the borders and empowering the Border Patrol to be able to do their jobs. Also, shutting down uh, the illegal humanitarian asylum, uh, which they have been flying immigrants into the interior of the nation without ever having to go through the border or any uh, vetting process whatsoever. And so these things have been reversed. Uh, And let me also say this. They were reversed. They were initiated by a woman on International Women's Day. (laughs) And so don't tell me God's not involved in all of this. Uh, God is turning everything around. This is a time of reversals. And I don't have the time to go into it all uh, tonight, but the name of, of Haman's seven sons uh, represent everything evil that we are seeing that has been allowed today. You know, there was a time <coughs> when Haman made these decrees that Haman was the one Ruling uh, uh, under the king, and he was the one, the highest authority in the land. Under the king, and uh, <clears throat> uh, Queen Vashti had uh, vacated the 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 queen's position, and uh, and so it was a time of transition there. It was a time where the old bride was was being removed, or the old wineskin or the old uh the old ways were being removed and the new bride was arising now <coughs> so <clears throat> that's what that's the tra- that was that great transition and so Haman uh who was it looked like Haman had all the power and it looked like he was doing something to dominate the people of God it looked horrible Uh, making decrees and passing laws and doing things that uh, just looked like there was no escape. But the time of reversal was coming. And so seven sons, uh, Haman had seven sons. And these seven sons, uh, their names mean uh, several different things uh, each, but they represent all the junk that we're seeing today. So Haman and his seven sons were, were hung on the gallows that they built for Mordecai. What does that tell us? That tells us that in this season of reversal, you watch what God does. God is not mocked. When you pick a fight with God or you pick a fight with God's people, let me tell you, God wins the fight. And that's what was happening. Haman, and, and many of you have seen uh, uh, the movies and have read the, the books. Haman was the offspring <clears throat> of, uh, of uh, the, the queen of the people uh, that Saul allowed to live uh, when Saul disobeyed God and Samuel came and said God has ripped the kingdom from you uh there was a there was a queen to one of the kings who got away with with a child <clears throat> and that child uh had a child and so on and so forth until Haman came forth and so God knows how to deal with old curses that have been hanging around too long and that's something else God was dealing with in that day And so Haman's seven sons and Haman were hung on the gallows, and it turned around in a day. I'm telling you, there's some things that are turning around in just one day. When you touch God's people, you touch God. When you touch his prophets, you touch the apple of God's eye. And just as it was in the days of Elijah, these false prophets will be silenced. There is a turnaround about to happen, and the enemy you see and hear today, you're about to see and hear no more, no longer. Amen? God is in the business of reformation now. He's reforming some things, and uh, there, there is a restoration process happening right now, and it's coming like a tsunami wave over America the beautiful and the nations of the earth, and nothing... that the enemies of God can do will stop this tsunami wave of God's reformation. God is wiping out barrenness and releasing supernatural abundant blessings to his people. Let me say that again because that's a prophetic decree. God is wiping out barrenness and releasing supernatural abundant blessing to his people. Amen. It is good to be in this place with you today. I feel the anointing so strong. I feel the presence of the Lord going through these cameras and uh, and touching hearts and lives and changing people uh, throughout the earth. You know, we have people all over the globe that tune into this. <clears throat> some at different times uh, while it's live, some of it at just different times on the playback. Uh, but we welcome you and we want you to know it's good to be with you in this place today. In the Lord. And Lord, I pray for a deep uniting uh, with you, that peace, your peace, not the world's peace, but your peace, Father, would begin to overwhelm your people right now. And I thank you for doing that today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Listen, I want to encourage you to anticipate God moving for you now. <clears throat> I want to talk a little bit about prophetic faith today and the prophetic workshop tonight. Is going to be on prophetic faith? How do we believe God? How do I mean what is our part in bringing forth prophetic utterance and, and, and you know the things that God has prophesied over us? How do we bring those things to pass? <coughs> the first thing I want to tell you is you have to anticipate God moving for you. Amen. There's one simple fact of the operation of faith. it said, Jesus said, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened to you. Listen, I didn't come up with this. Jesus did. I didn't make this up for you. This is written in your Bible. <clears throat> and I shared with you last week regarding this mega transition that we are all in right now. Uh, that the enemy wants to use this moment to get you to give up uh, on what God has said, on what thus saith the Lord. The first question in the Bible is the serpent asking, "Did God actually say that?" And and that's what the enemy does at every transition point. He asks you, "Do you, do you really believe what God said? Is it really what He said, or was that?" And he'll give you whatever list of excuses. Uh, to to back out of believing God. And in this mega transition, I want to encourage you, don't listen to the voice of the enemy. Don't listen to the questioning of the enemy. Now is the time to ask. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be open to you. Ask for great things. Now is the time to ask for great things. Now is the time to seek God's intervention. Now is the time to knock and have the doors of the future opened up to you. We're at the finishing point of this transition. As as I said before, many will become like dinosaurs in their faith. They'll get caught up in the tar pits of yesterday's old wineskin. They'll become like fossils instead of future. And we, we use them as fossil fuels in the future to give us wisdom like fuel to run on in the future. And we talked about uh, how fossil fuel, uh, what that actually means. We get petroleum uh, from fossil fuels. And the word petroleum is, is made up of two words, uh, petra and oleum. And it's uh, fossil is like a rock. And so it makes sense, right? Petra. Which means the rock, and then oleum, which means the anointing oil, and so the the, uh, uh, the fossils that don't make the transition uh, become the examples of what not to do with the anointing. Uh, those are the rock solid examples of what not to do with the anointing and getting caught in the past and caught in the old wineskin. This is what Apostle Paul was writing about in 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 11. Those who failed in their faith to make the transition into the future are examples for us, for our admonition, for our learning. So what am I saying? Make the transition. Don't be a fossil Christian. Anticipate the reformation of God in your life, for your family, for your generations. Get ready. God is changing everything for the good. Ask that you would receive. Seek that you would find. Knock so that the door will be open to you. <coughs> Don't be lax in your faith. This is a simple uh, prophetic faith lesson. <clears throat> You've got to put action to your faith by asking seeking, knocking. Amen. Uh, no matter the challenge, stand up and say, as from me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. It's a very prophetic moment uh, in time. This is a very prophetic season, a very prophetic hinge of history right now. This is a season of reversal. Things are going to go one way or the other. I was uh, listening to a, a minister uh, recently talk about uh, the time of, uh, how to explain uh, uh, the fulcrum. Uh, that's where we are. We're on a fulcrum of history. Things are either going to go one way or the other. <clears throat> and the uh, sci- scientist explained it like this uh, if you were to get uh, uh, seven or eight people to try to push a car over uh, and they pick it up. There's, a, there's that point where they pick it up and they feel the weight of that thing, but it's not so bad because it's evenly distributed. And then you start pushing it up and you get to that fulcrum point uh, where it's either going to fall back on you and crush you or the weight of that thing is going to hit that point where it be- the weight of things, instead of working against you, are working for you. And it goes over. That's the tipping point, right? And so we are in that fulcrum point, that tipping point right now, <clears throat> where things are either going to be pushed in that prayer moment and that intercession moment and that time of praying and believing and asking and seeking and knocking and pressing with everything we've got to get it past this moment where we f- still feel the weightiness of the moment. <clears throat> if we don't do that, it's going to come back on us or we're going to push and we're going to get it past this tipping point to that point of, uh, of everything turning for the good. And so uh, that's why I say it's a very prophetic moment in time. It's a season <coughs> of tipping. It's a season of reversal. I want to encourage you to draw near to the Lord. take time with the Lord. Take time in his word. Uh, You may have read the same scripture a million times. Read it a million more. Draw near to the Lord. It's his word. It's his His eternal word. Let me tell you, we're going to know the word of God throughout eternities. We're going to know it more and more and more and more. Draw close. That means you need to do the work. Draw near to the Lord. Pay attention uh, <clears throat> to the prophets. Pay attention to the prophets of God right now. In this day of battle, prophets are providing military intelligence from heaven for the army of the Lord. Listen to the prophets, the true prophets. <coughs> Excuse me. 2 <coughs> Chronicles twenty twenty. We know that very well. Jehoshaphat said, believe God and be established. That's in, that, was, that was their fulcrum point. That was their tipping point. That was their <clears throat> moment of great transition. And the word of the Lord was, believe God and be established. <clears throat> A transition is. It's hard to feel established. It's hard to see established. It's hard to uh, have anything in your life represent established. Uh, But that's what what the word of the Lord was then, and it still is today. Believe God and be established. Speaking of the future, amen? Believe God and be established. Believe his prophets, and so shall you prosper. I'm telling you, the, the prophets have the military intelligence for the battlefield today, <clears throat> for the army of the Lord, God's true prophets. And listen, the decade of the 20s, uh, 2020s, I believe is the reestablishing of the office of the prophet in true form and respect. <clears throat> That's why there's been so much fake prophetic Uh, overwhelming the beginning of this decade. It's like fake news out there. Uh, But 1 Corinthians 11.19, that's what it is. 1 Corinthians 11.19 says, There must also be heresies among you, that those which are approved may be made manifest among you. In other words, there's going to be fake out there so that you can tell the difference between the fake and the real There's no such thing as a fake $6 bill, uh, because there's no real $6 bill. But there are fake $50 bills, because there's a real $50 bill. And so there must also be heresies or fakes among you, that those which are approved, legitimate... Uh, may be manifest among you. In other words, there's going to be a distinction. There's going to be a difference in understanding. These are the true prophets. (coughs) These are not true prophets. And so listen to me. Ask so that you can receive now. The word of the Lord. Ask now so that you can receive now. There's a reward for following through with your prophetic faith. Believing God. Regardless of what it looks like, God said it, I believe it, that settles it. Uh, so there's a reward for following through with your faith. Otherwise, he would have just said, ask, seek, knock. Jesus didn't stop there. He didn't just say, ask, so that the the request is out there. Seek, uh, so that at least you're doing something. Knock, uh, so that you're doing something uh, productive. <clears throat> In every instance, Jesus was saying, ask and expect something in return. Ask that you would receive. Seek, expect me to do it. Knock, and expect me to open the door. Ask, seek, and knock, and expect my response. Expect a divine response uh, to your faith. You know, religious spirits, religious people, want to encourage you just to ask, seek, and knock, and not expect anything from God. Who are you to expect something from God? That's a religious spirit that says that. You can ask. It's good to ask. It's good to knock. It's good to, to seek. But don't expect God to do anything for you, right? <clears throat> Wrong. That's a religious spirit. He said, ask, seek, and knock because what you'll find out is that God will reward your faith. He will give you a reward when you activate your faith and you stay believing, amen? Uh, Why am I saying all this? Because I believe there's such a shaking going on right now. There's such a shaking happening and people are looking for an easy answer and an easy out. Uh, And there's a lot of people willing to scratch itchy ears. and the Bible talks in depth about that uh, that there'll be plenty of people who are just ready to, to rub your ear and scratch it and make sure you feel like you're rewarded and you got you got a little something you got the answer you were looking for. No, God wants you to ask and believe him, to receive, seek and believe him uh, that you'll find. knock and believe him that that door is going to open in Jesus name. <clears throat> God will reward your faith. Don't just ask, seek and knock and walk away. Stand firm and believe what God said about what God said to you, amen. Give the Bible says and it shall be given to you in good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. See God doesn't <clears throat> just promise a response. He promises a big response. Give, and it shall be given to you in good measure. Pressed down, shaken together, running over. God will cause a great shifting of resources to come to you, and men will heap into your bosom. And the word bosom there actually speaks of the destiny in your heart, the vision in your heart. <clears throat> when, you, when you give, God will cause resources to come to you to bring forth your purpose, your destiny, and he'll cause it to come uh, uh, pressed down, shaken together, running over, and heap onto your lap. That's how God responds. So in other words, when you use your faith, and you believe God, and you say, God, your word said this, and so therefore I'm standing, I'm, I'm decreeing, Uh, It may look like Haman said these things, but you said these things, and so I'm decreeing these things, and I'm believing these things, and you watch what God will do. Amen? The Bible says, show mercy, and you'll reap mercy. Amen? It's throughout Scripture. If you don't expect, then you don't get. You're not going to get if you don't expect. You have to have an expectation that what God promised you, what he prophesied over you, what he said to you, it will come to pass. Amen. There is so much happening in this hour, and the enemy is looking to shake people away from faith. He's looking to shake their faith to the point uh, where they give up on the promise of God. Why is this so important? Uh, Because we continue to go higher in God, we continue to move higher and higher. And you know, it always uh, is stunning to me uh, uh, that you have two classes of mature people in Christ. You have the class of people who are who, who are mature, and they refuse to relent. They're going after Jesus with the same fire, with the same energy, with the same expectation that they began with, with the same first love. Uh, fire. And then you have the other class, uh, which they've been there. They've done that. They've got the t-shirt. They're more mature than everybody else. Listen, don't be those people that settle. Go higher in God. God expects you to use your faith and keep climbing. Amen? Get used to exercising your faith, knowing that God is not a man that he should lie. But if he said it, have an expectation of it coming to pass for you. We often talk about the conditions of receiving the fulfillment of our prophetic words, uh, being obedience. You know, you have to have obedience. You have to have faithfulness. <coughs> you got to remain faithful. <coughs> Excuse me. But what about having faith and expecting to, God to move on your behalf? Jesus... Uh, uh, demonstrated this over and over. He told Peter, after he'd fished all night long, caught nothing, he said, cast your net on the other side of your boat, and if you'll do, you'll get a great catch. But if you don't cast your net, Peter knew he was a good fisherman. He knew that he had a whole fleet of boats, that he knew exactly what he was doing. He'd fished all night. He'd done everything right. He, He knew what to do, when to do it, and where to do it and what jesus was suggesting was not correct in his estimation his thinking he'd already done it all there's a lot of people that have that expect that have that attitude i've been there done that <clears throat> you know we've been fishing all night long and we caught nothing and jesus says cast your nets into the deep and you'll get a great catch cast your nets plural into the deep and you'll get a great catch and people peter had already Uh, but given up on catching anything. And he sends one boat out and one net. And the Bible says that caught such a great catch that they were sinking and their nets were breaking. And they had to call the other boats and take some of that to come, take some of the catch too, just as Jesus originally had said. Get all the boats out there, cast your nets on the other side out in the deep. And then when he gave partial obedience, he had to call the other boats out to come and do what Jesus had originally said. Listen, if he had not obeyed the Lord and cast the net, they still would have caught nothing. I believe we're coming into a season of time where your nets are going to gather so much that your nets are going to start to break. You'll have to get many others involved in order to bring in this great catch that God gives to you. God's going to give to you, uh, he's going to give his prophets prophetic words and say, do this now and and do this now and do this and that, and this will happen. That's where we're headed to. That's why I emphasize There's a difference between true and mature prophets and fake prophets. Real prophets are coming to the place where they're going to say, do this and this now, and this is going to happen. And I've seen it happen in my my own ministry where I've helped other people, and and they've seen the reward of the Lord. And I've seen people who just blow it off, and they get nothing. Uh, Peter argued with Jesus, uh, and the result of partial obedience to Jesus was incredible. Why? Because God was raising up their faith in what thus saith the Lord to new heights. God wanted to take them up higher. Listen, prophets are going to become a greater key to many things in this Reformation and Awakening. It's, it is an unknown element to many in the old wineskin church. And so it's, it's that element of, uh, we don't know how to control this. <clears throat> and so that's why many people are non-profit organizations, P-R-O-P-H-E-T. <clears throat> they don't want to allow the prophets uh, any credence, any validity, Uh, But prophets are going to become a greater key to many things now in this reformation and awakening. Think about Elisha. This Syrian commander, Naaman, comes to him and he's dying of leprosy. Elisha says, in order for the principle and the promise of God to apply to you, there are conditions you must fulfill. Uh, What promise was he thinking of. I believe he's thinking of, I am the Lord God who heals you. Well, if he's the Lord God who heals, who heals you, don't you think he should just do it? No. There's conditions. This Syrian commander comes <clears throat> and, and is offering financial gifts. He's, he's offering his conditions, <clears throat> offering financial gifts and, and all kinds of things. And Elisha says, I don't want or need your money. Go and wash in the river Jordan seven times. See, that was a method in order to apply the principle and receive the promise. Let me say that again. It was a method in order to apply the principle for him to receive the promise. He was not a Jew. He was a Syrian. Had he not washed, he would not have been healed. He argued just like Peter did. And he said, don't we have better rivers, cleaner waters? Why should I do this? And he had a problem with obeying the prophet. And he started calculating in his carnal mind. You know, many times uh, people have a problem with what the prophet prophesied. And many times what the prophet is prophesying uh, is something that God will require you to do, something you don't really like, or something you don't really even want to do. Are you hearing me? There's so many people miss the blessing of God for their life because God's asking them and requiring them to do something they don't really like to do or they don't even want to do. But that's the condition that God put on it. But if you'll do it, it'll unlock the promise. I don't like nor do I want to tithe but I want prosperity, right? That's what a lot of people say. I don't like or nor do I want to go to church, but I want covering and protection for my family and my future. I want things to go right for my future generations. <coughs> I don't like this or that <coughs> or, or whatever. I don't like tongues. <coughs> I don't like the gifts of the Spirit, but I want the promises of God fulfilled for my life. Listen, (laughs) God will ask you to submit to things that your flesh does not like, that your mind does not like, that your whole uh, uh, upbringing doesn't like. That's called going from glory to glory and faith to faith. It's called coming up higher in God. This uh, Syrian commander, Naaman, He had an attitude toward the Jews. He had a bad attitude toward the Jews. And especially, he didn't want to get into the muddy waters of the Jordan. (coughs) You know, some people are always asking, why is it my prayers are not answered? Or maybe what the question you need to be asking is, do you have a bad attitude? Could it be that you've been there and done that so much that you... You know you know so much, and how could God ask me to do something like that? God knows how mature I am. He knows what I've done for him. He knows my rank in the kingdom. Why aren't my prayers being answered? Listen, the Bible says, <clears throat> take, take heed lest him that thinks he stands. Take heed lest he falls. God knows how to address a bad attitude and keep you a bad attitude that would try to keep you in the tar pits of yesterday's religious concepts. He knows how to deal with your flesh, and God is working on you as a new wineskin so that he can put new wine into you for the future that he's planned for you. Sometimes you just got to get a new attitude in order to shift higher and to receive the prophetic promise, you've got to get a better attitude Stop being a know-it-all. Stop being a a person that is so mature that if you went to a church, uh, they couldn't handle your maturity. You know, some people are just ridiculous like that. What you really need to do is get an attitude of victory. Get an attitude of total surrender to the Lord. Get an attitude of submission to leadership and authority If God wanted you to be the leader, you would have been the leader, but you're not the leader. And so find your place of submission to authority, and you're going to find life in that place. Amen? Some people have an attitude of resentment and unforgiveness, and they just think because of their years of of service and maturity, uh, they just expect God to do it because they asked him to do it. Listen, this is why Jesus said, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sinned against us. There's a caveat there. You want forgiveness? You've got to forgive. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how big you are. It doesn't matter how much you've served or or how many great things you've done. If you don't forgive, you're not going to be forgiven, right? And so some people just get this resentment and this unforgiveness because something didn't go their way and they just let that thing fester and they don't know why God's not answering their prayers. Jesus said, if you want forgiveness for your sins, you got to forgive those who, who sinned against you. In seeing a reversal, in a shifting higher, we need a heart check. We need to allow God to give us a heart check. Brother Marty, this is a tough message. Yeah, it is. We're in tough times, and you need a tough message sometimes to toughen you up, to let go of the ways of the flesh, to let go of the things that have been holding you back so that you can shift higher, amen? Elisha says to Naaman, wash in the Jordan seven times, you'll be healed, and eventually Naaman says, okay, I'll do it, and he goes and he washes seven times, and all the leprosy was gone. Think about that It's incurable. It was all gone. <clears throat> it was the operation for the man's of the man's faith in the prophetic word that opened up the promise to him. He believed God and he was established. He believed his prophets, and he prospered. Jesus tells his disciples to go. Go out and preach. And the interesting uh, prescription he gives them is this. Take no money. Don't take any money with you. Now think about that. Would you go travel anywhere without any money? You won't go to the grocery store without money. You won't go uh, uh, to the ballpark without money. Jesus says, I want you to go to these cities. Take no money with you. For a workman is worthy of... Of us higher. <clears throat> in other words, the money will come to you as you use your faith in total reliance upon the Lord. Look where Jesus got them to. Listen, I believe in giving. And many of God's obedient people believe in giving too. And Jesus was saying, If you'll just obey me, I'll call up cause others that I know will obey me to give to you. You know, Jesus said, don't hoard money. If you give, it'll be given to you, and, and you'll have more than enough to give to every good work. <clears throat> Listen, the disciples and Jesus owed taxes. I can go on and on all night long about this. And Jesus said, go catch a fish, and the first fish you catch will have a coin in his mouth that alone will be enough to pay for all the taxes, my taxes, your taxes, their taxes, and there'll be a little extra in there for your trouble. Listen, I'm saying all this because I believe something is happening right now. And many of you need to listen again to the prophecies that you've received and look for what God asks you to look for. And just do it. Do whatever God asks you to do. Some of you remember what God said when you got that prophecy. God said, I want you to do this. I want you to do that. And you said, I don't like it. I'm not going to do it. God better find some other way to bring this to pass. And listen, God's not going to find some other way. He wants you to obey him and just do it. Amen. Elijah was sent by God to Kidron, to the brook Cherith. And God says, there ravens will feed you. He's being fed meat daily by ravens. Uh, Now, if you go Google ravens yourself, you can use that amazing preacher tool called Google, (laughs) and you can find out that ravens are the stingiest birds of all of them. They refuse to share even with their own kind, (coughs) even with their own family. And God used the ravens, listen to me, contrary to their nature to give to the prophet. Wow. Contrary to their nature to give to the prophet, <clears throat> I believe God will cause provision to come from the most unlikely sources to give to God's prophet and his prophetic, prophets and prophetic people. The most unlikely sources, selfish, stingy people, I believe God's going to use them in these end times to give to his prophets and to give to his prophetic people. I know a a pastor in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, and one day a man came into his office uh, with a bag, like a garbage bag, full of stacks of money, he had several million dollars, laid it on his desk. He said, there, take it. And the pastor said, wait a minute, what is this all about? He said, I am of this particular religion. I do not want to become a Christian. I want nothing to do with your religion. But you prayed for my brother, and God healed him of this incurable disease. And I told God, if you did that, I would do this. And so I've done it. Take the money. Now leave me alone. Let me tell you, God will cause the most stingy people to give to you. You don't know where your resources could come from. God's going to provide resources, listen, I believe, for even for America, from nations that have been the stingiest to America. Listen to me when I say this prophetic word. There are some who have been free riding on America for a long time. And God's going to cause them to feed and bless this nation, America the Beautiful. And you watch how God turns everything around now. We are in a season of divine reversal. There'll be a death of a leader that will cause instability in the nations. Something totally unexpected that'll take them all by surprise. And God already showed me this. And the hand of God will begin to topple the threatening giant and bring down this elaborate international coup. God has heard the prayers of his people, and he's turning everything around right now. Why? Reformation is here. Awakening is here. And from the center of this international rubble, America like an eagle will arise and soar again. And the serpent and the dragon and the bear will not be able to touch the eagle again, says the Lord. Amen. Listen, God has something very big planned for right now. It's happening now. Some big things are happening right now. And the enemy thinks he's got something uh, that is is beyond uh, failure. But had they known, if the devil had known he, he would not have crucified the Lord of glory, if he'd have known that Jesus would walk right through his front door, take the keys of death, hell, and the grave away from him, and totally and utterly defeat all the powers of hell, Uh, making an open show, show of them, triumphing over them in it, parading them in humiliation in front of all heaven and earth, he would have never crucified the Lord of glory. What does that tell us? That they had no clue what the wisdom of God had planned. I'm telling you right now by the word of the Lord, the enemy has no clue what the wisdom of God has planned for this hour. The enemy has no clue. He's got his World War Three plan, and he thinks he's got it sealed up, and 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 set and ready to go. And it is foolproof. And I'm telling you the word of the Lord tonight. Had they known that they were going to, cru- if they crucified the Lord of Glory, that <clears throat> he would have come in the front door and defeated them, they would have never done it. And now that same ignorant. Uh, unwise, ridiculous, weak, defeated devil is trying another plan thinking he's got it foolproof and it is unstoppable. He's about to see the power of Almighty God humiliate him on an international stage again and again and God will be glorified and many will come rushing to the altars of God To surrender to Jesus again. Uh, I'm telling you, there is an impetus for awakening about to happen. There is a reformation about to occur. Amen. And the, listen, the two president word that Kim Clement prophesied many years ago is about to make total sense to everybody. Two president two presidents. It's about to make total sense. Amen? Amen. I want to prophesy briefly over a couple of folks. Uh, Melissa is watching from um, from Austin, Texas. And Melissa, I heard the Spirit of the Lord say, I've spoken to this matter many times now, and uh, I have given you some insight, some personal uh, things, even today, I spoke some things to you, says the Lord, uh, that have been, you said, God, I never really thought about that uh, in that light, and so I will reconsider. And uh, And I hear the Spirit of the Lord say that word very clearly over you, reconsider, <clears throat> reconsider. The Spirit of God is changing some things. You're not the same person uh, that you were three years ago. You're not the same person you were two years ago. God's made some definite changes in you and there's some uh some uh, uh immediate change coming into your life. There's some immediate breakthrough that God's got planned for you. And it's almost like Elijah at the brook Cherith. It's just enough for the moment, but that's not the big breakthrough. The big breakthrough is coming. And so you've got a you've got an um, you've got a temporary uh a temporary relief coming, uh, but there is a bigger breakthrough and a bigger plan that's going to come gr- into great focus now. And you're going to see how all these prophetic words come together and overlay on each other and make total sense. And you've said, God, is it this word or is it that word? Or is it this word or is it that word? And God says, Yes. It's all of those words, and they're all coming to pass, and there's a convergence of those things. It's all going to come together in one big fulfillment, and you're going to find, find yourself set up. You had to see some things. You had to go through some things. You had to learn some things, and there was just one way for you to walk through these things, but I held your hand the entire time, and I tried your faith. And I tested you along the way to see if you'd still believe in the prophetic. I tested you along the way to see if you would still believe me in the midst of these challenges, in the midst of these things that you had no answer for, when it looked like I just let you down. The Lord said, I tested you, and I tried you, and I checked you out to see if you were only in it for the wrong things or the right things, just like I did my servant Abraham. But the Lord says now, I'm causing you to be able to pick Isaac up off the altar and walk on the fulfillment of what I promised you all along. And the Lord says, this is not a day of looking down with your head uh, uh, in your hands full of tears, but this is a day to hold your head high and know that you passed the test and now I'm ready to give you my best. And you're going to walk head and shoulders above the rest and you're going to see That I'm gonna do for you what I promised I would do, and I'll bring you all the way through, and you'll see I I will do. The thing in you, that I told you I would do in you, and then I'll do the thing through you, that I told you I would do through you. Says the Lord, and so there is a great change happening right now. There's a great transition. There's a great uh, relocation happening. Uh, But the Spirit of God is causing you to reconsider what he's already spoken to you. So, Father, we just release that blessing over Melissa right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Uh, Hallelujah. There's somebody watching. I can can hardly keep up with the comments online. uh, But there's somebody watching right now. And I want to say uh, that you're a man, uh, an older man, and you are in a position where you said, I'm beyond that moment now, and so I'm just going to make the best of this. And the Spirit of the Lord says, no, I renew youth. Uh, I cause things to turn and shift and change for you. And my blessing is not run out, and my strength has not run out. And did I not say Moses? was just as strong when he came to me as he was when he left Egypt. Uh, the Spirit of the Lord says, Son, I'm going to cause you to be strong all the days of your life. I'm giving you health. I'm giving you wellness. I'm giving you your youth back. And I'm going to cause you to step into those shoes of destiny that I promised you you would, and you'll own the bigger corporation, and you'll run things from a, a godly perspective. <clears throat> but I've been realigning the world Uh, for some things that I've called you to do uh, in business, and the world's not set yet, but I've got you stepping in the right ordained steps uh, to be in the right place at the right time for the right reason in the right season, and you're going to see, says the Spirit of God, my faithful hand has already gone before you, and I've already established you, in the future, and you're going to walk into a day of greater fulfillment than you ever knew possible, says the Lord. And <coughs> there's a uh, <coughs> a woman watching right now, and uh, you've got light hair, uh, and it's almost like uh, uh, you, you're you, how do I say this uh, uh, It's very light. Uh, in some places it's gray uh but you're you're in a position where you said god have you forgotten about me uh i've committed everything to you and uh, and i've surrendered it all but where is my blessing where is my uh fulfillment and uh, it seems like i've lost quite a few things over the last few years and uh <clears throat> i don't want to go down this way And the Spirit of the Lord says, who's telling you that? Who's telling you that things are getting worse and you're on your way out? I'm not telling you that, says the Lord. The Lord says, I'm actually lifting you up. I'm actually prepping you for something even greater, for a greater fulfillment, even in ministry, says the Lord. And so the Lord says, daughter, don't uh, try to figure everything out. Don't think you have to have it all planned out, worked out. That's the way I made you. But I also gave you the gift of faith. And the Lord said, there's just some things that you know. Once you clamp onto that thing, it's going to come to pass. That's that gift of of faith that I put within you. And so the Spirit of the Lord says, daughter, do you not know that I can make you strong? I can renew your youth like the eagle. I can make you healthy I can make you an overcomer like you've never seen modeled before. Uh, But the Lord says you will model it, and you will model it for young ones around you to see that just because the numbers of the years click off uh, doesn't mean that you have to age. And the Spirit of the Lord says, I will bless you with a youthfulness in your skin. I'll bless you with a youthfulness in your body. I'll bless you with a youthfulness even in your relation." your ability to relate to young people. uh, And and people will say, talking with her is like talking to my big sister or something. Uh, And so the Spirit of the Lord says, my blessing is upon you. And it has no element of the curse. And aging is part of the curse, says the Lord. And so the Lord says, I want you to understand, uh, I'm causing you to get younger. I'm causing you to be stronger. I'm causing you to be well. And so I speak to your body tonight, says the Lord, and I speak strength and health and wellness to you now. And I'm saying to you, there's a great door about to open for you and you're going to step through right into that place in that position that you always knew you would step into. And you'll walk in that leadership role and many will be blessed by your leadership And my leadership through you, says the Lord. So, Father, we bless her right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, Father, I just thank you for every person within the sound of my voice right now. And my voice is a little dry because I've been praying all day. Uh, but Father, I just thank you right now that there's an importation of this prophetic anointing that you're releasing in this hour. Father, you're going to cause people to hear your voice. You're going to cause them to hear more clearly. You said, the sheep, of my pasture, hear my voice and they know my voice. And a stranger's voice, they're not going to pay attention to. And so Father, I thank you for that supernatural discernment right now, that anointing to be able to know your voice and what is not your voice. And Father, I thank you that there is a great anointing being released right now over these airwaves. And Father, many are going to come to a place of hearing you more clearly. Uh, your word is going to become more alive than ever before, more revelation, more prophetic insight. I release this anointing to them now. And I thank you, Father, for raising them up for such a time as this. Father, as they make their decrees, you said in Job 22:28, 28, decree a thing, it shall be established unto you, and light will shine in your ways, on your ways. And so, Father, I just thank you for that prophetic edge to their decrees now. Lord, that they're going to decree the future that you desire for them, and they're going to see darkness leave and light begin to open the way for them. I decree it over their lives, and I thank you, Father, for this great anointing pouring out from you through them now in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, thank you, everybody, for standing uh, even a little later tonight with us. Thank you for every one of you that continue to support the ministry. Uh, What a blessing you are to this house. Uh, You don't have to give. Uh, But you do, and you are very generous, and you bless us so that we can continue to be a blessing to many. Uh, If you desire to be a part of this ministry and give and support the work here, you can give in many different ways. Uh, But one of the easiest ways that we've made available is to be able to text give. Now, uh, text giving is very easily done. Uh, You just, whatever number you want, if you want to give $5, you text the number 5. Uh, to the number 84321. That's 84321. And that's the easiest way to give. It goes directly <clears throat> to the ministry. <clears throat> Many of you know the prophetic ministry, and you honor it by supporting it, and I want to thank you for that. And uh, for those of you that are watching on social media, if you want to sell, uh there's a link in the comment section. You can click on that link and give that way. Uh, Many of you prefer mailing your offering. You can mail your offering if you like uh, to LifePoint Church, LifePoint Church, P.O. Box 1822, Hendersonville, Tennessee. This P.O. Box 1822, Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. Again, this LifePoint Church, LifePoint has an E on the end of it. LifePoint Church, P.O. Box 1822, Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. <clears throat> Some of you prefer to go to our website lifepointchurch.cc lifepointchurch.cc. You can go there and click on the giving link uh, at the top of the page. Uh, or if you want to scroll to the bottom of the page, there's a giving link there. but more importantly, there's our prayer wall. If you want to share your prayer requests with us, we get many of those in during the week and we agree with you. We pray and we are seeing results. Many people uh, are are, text, are emailing back uh, that they've received answers to their prayers, supernatural answers. Listen, there's power in agreement. And I believe prophets have an anointing for prayer. And when we pray together, there's something supernatural that kicks in. Let me also say this. That the Bible says, he that receives a prophet in the name of a prophet receives a prophet's reward. And part of that prophetic reward is the miracle that money cannot buy. Some of you, you're receiving a supernatural debt elimination. Uh, Some of you are receiving uh, family members turning around and running to the altars of the Lord. Listen, God can do so many things, but we just need to agree together in prayer. And so I'm privileged to pray with you. And uh, I thank you for sharing those prayer requests with us. Also, I want to invite you to come out this Sunday at 4 p.m. at 403 Walton Ferry Road right here in Hendersonville uh, to uh, our powerful church services. Uh, Every Sunday, 4 p.m. at 403 Walton Ferry Road right here in Hendersonville. There's something at the church for everybody. Powerful children's ministry, strong uh, prophetic teaching, prophetic words. Uh, we, I believe we have an open heaven. Many people uh, testify to that. You know, bring somebody who needs a, uh, to hear from the Lord. Bring somebody that needs a miracle, somebody that needs healing. God is moving in a powerful way. Amen. Our worship is incredible. Uh, the heavens just open from the very first note uh, of worship. Listen, God moves in a powerful way at Life Point Church. So come join us this Sunday at 4 p.m., Life Point Church, 403 Walton Ferry Road, right here, in Hendersonville. You don't want to miss it. Amen. I want to extend a great big thank you to Mike Lindell and my pillow for co-sponsoring this ministry and this podcast. Uh, Mike Lindell is an incredible warrior for the Lord. He loves God. He loves the prophets. Uh, but I want to encourage you to go to his website, MyPillow.com and MyStore.com and use the promo code Marty. If you use the promo code Marty, you'll receive deep discounts on everything you purchase. Uh, and, and listen, he set up some incredible things right now. He's doing a clearance on some of the slippers, $25 on the slippers. Uh, the, my, the new MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free. He's making all this available for this audience uh, just to be a blessing. Amen. And then part of the proceeds, he pours back into the into the broadcast. And so we are grateful for that. Uh, for those of you that prefer to call in your order, you can call it in at 800-859-2938. That's 800-859-2938. Remember to use the promo code Marty and you'll receive that discount. Amen. This is a great opportunity Uh, to support Speak Life and be a blessing to many as well. Remember, you can always catch the show every Friday night live at 7 p.m. Central Time on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Rumble. Uh, And I just invite you to to tell others about it and, and, and help build the audience, amen, so that more people can be touched by this prophetic anointing. If you like podcasts, please check us out on Charisma Podcast Network, on iTunes, on Spotify, uh, or anywhere where you, where you get your podcasts, please give us a five-star review and uh, say something good about us. Amen. Amen. Remember to follow us on social media, all the different platforms, Twitter, uh, Facebook, YouTube, Rumble, Getter, uh, Truth, Truth, uh, Frank Social, all the different ones um, follow us at, at Marty Layton is the handle. So look for that and subscribe, uh, do whatever the platform asks for you to be able to follow us. And we'll keep you updated on what God is saying and doing right now. And I want to thank you again for tuning in to Speak Life. Remember, Proverbs eighteen twenty one declares, the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. I want to encourage you, eat the fruit of life. That's why we always encourage you to speak life. Amen. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Speak Life with Marty Lake. Please help us spread hope and share this podcast with a friend. Join us again as we speak life into our world.